Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. I'm uh, Joe Mullen. I'm the CEO of Questex Golden Copper. We're a junior exploration company based in British Columbia in Vancouver. Uh, we have five principal projects in northern BC, uh, mainly in the Golden Triangle and the Tutagon districts. Um, we have done exploration work on our INEL target at KSP uh, this year, and also on our Sophia property in the Tutagon. Uh, we have about 39 million shares outstanding are traded uh, on the Toronto Venture Exchange under QEX. Um, we have two strategic shareholders in Newmont and Skeena Resources. Um, good to see you again, Matt. Good to see you, Joe. But you're out and about. You're on the road. You're banging down doors. Where are you? I am. I'm in New Orleans at the uh, New Orleans Investment Conference. Um, arrived. To, the conference started yesterday and goes till Friday. So it's a four-day conference uh, focused on U.S. Uh, retail and high net worth investors. And um, uh, we're hosting a lunch and, and presenting and trying to do more in terms of outreach to, to retail investors. Fantastic. Especially and, in the US. So, yeah, so US, US investors, um, are they, I mean, what are you seeing there? What's, what's kind of the mood of the nation down there? Because obviously the, the economy is, 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 is troubling all across the world, but, you know, are people looking at gold again? Because it's had a quiet 12 months. I think they're starting to think about it again. Um, especially on the, uh, on, on the share side, you've seen weakness in the market over the last, say, three months. Um, but there's a lot of talk at this, in, at this uh, conference around inflation. And so people are thinking about, you know, where, where, what are the safe harbors uh, in, a, in an environment where there is more inflation? And people are experiencing it in their businesses and their consuming habits. And, uh, and they're starting to think about, you know, either buying another house or, or investing in gold. So. Okay, okay, you've got real estate guys at the same show, I guess. Then, Arisa. yeah, yeah. This okay. uh, this investment conference has real estate and and exploration companies, gold, copper, also some some physical gold coin companies, uh, gold dealers. Um, so there's it definitely uh, speaks to investors that are interested in you know diversifying out of the broad equity market and also diversifying uh, away from cash as well. So what, what are these investors, sorry, sorry to dwell on this, I'm just intrigued by it, because one, yeah. it's nice here of physical conferences again, uh, but, but two, what, what are these investors being told? Because there's gold as a safe harbor has long been the message of the gold, you know, anyone who's got a vested interest in gold. In these economic times, you know, we, it, it's troubling. So you would have thought people would be investing in gold as a matter of course, but they're not, they're looking elsewhere. So what are the companies at the conference telling these investors about gold and why they should be uh, buying it? Well, I think it's, you know, in, in to some degree, you already have a bunch of gold uh, investors here. Um, but then you also have people that um, have either cash flow from an existing business or they have an existing portfolio and they're interested in diversifying into an asset class or into the shares of companies that offer, uh, let's say, an insurance policy against um, inflation and uh, and also in light of just the, the increased money supply, um, they're seeing uh, inflation and in, uh, 
you know, the, the cost of gas and, and things like that. So, um, you know, as they're, as they're looking at their options and they're reallocating, um, they're taking a, a, cl- a closer look and a longer look at, at some of the, uh, some of the junior exploration companies, especially gold, but also other, other commodities as well. Um, so that's, you know, that's something that you're seeing that's, you know, become very topical. Um, even though this conference has, has been around for a long time and has kind of had the same themes, uh, they're now kind of, you know, making it more into, into the mainstream just in light of, uh, you know, the uh, stimulus package, uh, printing of money, and then people seeing the inflation and, you know, questions around supply chain and things like that. And what do you, what's the, I mean, I know it's only day one, officially, I know you started yesterday, but full day today is, what's, what's the pushback being on you in terms of the conversations that you were having with some of these in, investors, you know, why gold versus battery metals versus housing? I mean, what do they want to know? Um, you know, they're always uh, curious about exploration. They have questions about, you know, the, the whole exploration cycle. Um, and sometimes if they're not already investors in an exploration company, they need to understand uh, what the dynamics are for an exploration company in terms of, um, you know, share structure, uh, the type of budget you have, uh, where your budget goes and, and things like that. So um, sometimes you are talking to uh, an investor who's more of a generalist than uh, say, you know, some of our key shareholders who are either, you know, already in the, the exploration or, or in the case of Newmont in the mining business itself, um, or funds that, you know, have stakes in, in a bunch of exploration companies. So sometimes there needs to be a little bit more of that, um, that educational conversation in terms of, you know, explaining that we're an exploration company, we don't own a bunch of mines. Um, and so, you know, it's, it, explaining where that potential lies is something that you know is uh it's it's certainly a challenge uh and uh and and you know uh and it it you know it's 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 an exciting challenge because you kind of need to take a step back and say you know how do i explain this to someone who's you know who's new to the uh new to the opportunity yeah no it's easy to forget isn't it um we always sort of start yeah halfway through a sentence in, in a way for, for these guys. And you need to make sometimes, you know, bring it, bring it back to the beginning. Just, just one more on this one, because I'm fascinated by it. It is, it's kind of like a sort of trickle down economics here. So these people have made their money in a business or investments elsewhere, whether, you know, whether that be, you know, technology or crypto. And they're now saying, well, as a diversified portfolio, I better see what this, all the fuss is here about this uh, natural resources space. So there is that, is that what you're seeing? Or are these like first-time yeah, investors? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, a lot of people, you, I don't get a sense that there are a ton of, of crypto people here, but you do sense that there are people who, you know, are from Dallas or, you know, Texas, someplace like that. They have a family business, um, you know, they, they own some restaurants that, you know, have some cash flow producing business and they come to the conference and sometimes they come with the whole family. And um, they're, you know, kind of studying how to, you know, how to preserve the wealth that they've built over, you know, sometimes a couple of generations. Um, so there is that kind of, um, you know, sort of genuine sort of curiosity and, and desire to kind of learn something, uh, which you don't really experience in a lot of other conferences that you go to, right? 
but in terms of you know our having you know a wider shareholder base and uh, reaching out to more people, and I think this is true for uh, for the junior exploration industry as a whole. You need to sort of be engaged in that in that conversation with uh, with generalists and and people who are you know crossover investors. Okay, well, like, th- th- thanks for sharing that, Joe. Like, I, I, yeah. I'm always intrigued by what you guys get out of these conferences because me as an investor walking in, I, I, you know, I want one thing and you need something else yeah. out of it. So th- I appreciate you sharing yeah. that. And it's, it's incredibly different from, say, you know, AME Roundup in Vancouver where you have, you know, a, it's very much geared towards geologists who are in the industry or PDAC that's, you know, much more of a global mining conference. Uh, this is, you know, a different, uh, a different type of, type of event. Yeah, and we've also seen, you know, things things like one-to-one, which I, you know, is one I, I, I have enjoyed in the past, um, or, or similar, there are others. Yeah. Um, they they have investors who are already well-established, right? in, in, in the sense they, they understand the space, the sector, what they're actually looking for. So it's nice for some of these generalist conferences to be part of the, the, the mix, as it were, for you guys marketing yourselves. And, and talking of marketing yourselves, you've just hired a new uh, IR person. I think it's about time, quite frankly. Yes, um, yes. We hired Dan McIntyre. Um, he's worked in, in the industry for uh, about 20, 25 years. Um, he was with Pan Global. Uh, First Majestic, Frontier. So he has, you know, experience um, uh, working, uh, doing IR, and the two of us have been manning the booth here in New Orleans. Uh, He also went to the Ontario conference with me. So it's good to have him there uh, and also have him working on, on increased outreach. And we're trying to do more investor outreach and marketing. Good, 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 good. Okay. Last time we spoke, uh, back in July, you guys had raised, I think we talked about, you'd raised about 11 million bucks in, in, in April to get things going. Because after you know a few years of inactivity, you needed to get the, the ball rolling here. So let's, we're here to talk about your drill program. You've got 4,000 meters that you've announced at NL. Um, can you tell us what's going on? You know, how far have you got? Are you being restricted in any way by COVID assays, et cetera? Um, yeah, so we uh, are the focus of our drill program, as you said, was the INEL target at KSP. Uh, we completed 2,600 meters at INEL, and um, actually 2,400 meters, and an additional 1,600 meters uh, on the Sophia property. Um, the drilling on INEL uh, is focused on putting out a maiden resource estimate on that target. Uh, we're aiming to to put that out probably sometime in April. Um, the uh, you know conditions for uh, doing exploration were, were challenging just in terms of you know pulling together resources. Um, the labs have been slow. Uh, the weather itself didn't didn't really cooperate. So we're really thrilled that we did manage to to get those meters drilled. Um, that uh, the vein systems that I know are really overlapping uh, vein systems. Um, Some historic drilling had been done there, about 40,000 meters of historic drilling, about 20,000 of that from the 1980s, and another uh, 20,000 in uh, 2013 to 2017. Um, So we already have uh, a fair amount of intercepts that will go into the resource. Um, And, we think there could be a, a re-rate in our stock and, and a real kind of step up in terms of 
our ability to, to reach out to um, investors who are, are focused on uh, companies that have um, you know, ounces of, of gold in the ground or gold equivalent um, and, and are you know, optimistic on that. Okay, right. So just you can probably remind me and the audience here. Okay, there's a bunch of historic data. Um, in terms of taking that historic data, updating it, you're going to have to do what? What type, what type of drilling are we expecting to see? Because a main resource, good news, but it's got to be meaningful, presumably, or you, maybe you're approaching it a different way. So how are you piecing all of these things together, together please? Yeah, so... Um, the the drilling that was done historically was focused um you know the drilling from the 80s in some cases we only have partial intercepts where they kept the portion that had mineralization and they they didn't keep the rest of it um in the case of the drilling that was done from 2013 to 2017 it was done more with a view to you know chasing high grade veins and with more of a you know underground mine model in, in mind so these, uh, this new drilling that we've done this summer and have now completed was with a view to taking that historic data and then putting on, uh, you know, with, with the benefit of a, of a geological model, uh, putting together um, a, a resource um, and, uh, and working with a, a resource geologist on that. Um, you, you know, there's always that, that transfer from the, the uh, exploration geologist to, to the resource geologist. And so we're, um, you know, cautiously optimistic about, about our ability to, to put something out that, um, that the market will be happy with. But you're making a statement now that you're going to. So you, you've set the tone. So if you, you've got to be more than cautiously optimistic about it. You, you say, we, we've got a definite, I, I just ran intrigued about how you do piece these things together because you've got different types of data from 80s and then from you know early what 2013 17 and you're going to do some drilling now so what what type of drilling do you need to do now to piece this together because it's like a, it's like a, a a broken plate at the moment you got to bring it back together and be able to say no no that's we're going to paint the right picture for you here and uh, this is how we're going to do it so can you just explain it a little bit more yeah so i mean the um we we started out with the the historic data uh, sat down with the research geologist and said, you know, here's here's where we are, and you know what what do we need to do to sort of put this back, you know, into something that um, that can resemble a resource, and that's what drove the um, the drill targets. Um, you know, some of them were were revised as we were you know conducting the exploration program, just in terms of you know some of the some of the challenges of the geometry around the the uh, the target itself um it's a very close to surface um so that's that's one of the good things that we have uh going for us there um and um uh and those those you know drill holes that made up our our program this uh this summer were were geared towards um let's say let's say stitching that plate back together again so it's a bad it's a bad analogy, but it was what, what, what sprung to mind. But because it is it is a bit like that. So you're rushing headlong into well, and you've announced you're saying we are going to come up with a resource, but you in your head you've got to have a view of I think we can come out with something that's reasonable that will get us nice thirty million. Where are you at? Thirty, thirty-five million, depending where what day of the week it is. Um, and you've been moving sort of you know sideways of recent, which is I guess is a win in, in this market. Is 
you've got to have a sense of, I am going to come out with X size resource because that's going to get us noticed. Otherwise, you just keep drilling. I mean, you've got money to keep drilling. Yeah. So why, why, why speeding towards this resource? What's the urgency? Um, we think that having ounces in the ground uh, will, will help in terms of uh, our investors and investor following, especially with some of those you know, generalist investors that are looking for a, a metric um, uh, to base their valuation on and their entry point on. Uh, that's one factor. Um, the other factor is you have uh, additional um, activity in our district uh, both at SK Creek and, uh, and at SNP. Um, and so those ounces um, can be uh, of use to, to people who are uh, potentially putting uh, something into production um, or, or working on, you know, let's call it larger plans of their own. Um, you also have Seabridge that's over there on the other side of, um, of the Bron- Bronson Sulphurets district. Um, you know, Predium is there with the Bruce Jack mine. So um, those are a little farther away, but we're just up Bronson Creek from uh, from SNP. Um, you probably saw the announcement about Hothschild exercising their um, their buy-in right there. So we're, we're seeing more activity, and we feel that having uh, some ounces in the in the ground will help us in terms of um, untap some value for shareholders in in the context of. You know, the larger context of what's going on in our district. Right now, we're getting to it. So that's what you're actually working working to is you, you you're trying to get noticed by some of the people in the district doing. You know, I say there's a lot of activity. Um, you want to make yourself attractive to them, and that's how you're going to get shareholder value. So, how far do you take this thing with the rest of the money that you've got before you sort of start inviting offers? Well, it's um, you don't stop working as a exploration company. Um, you keep exploring, right? So I think, you know, you were talking about the the period of the last couple of years where we weren't doing drilling, and you know, we as a result of that, we were kind of in the doldrums. Now we've come out of those doldrums because we have the cash and the treasury to do a, an exploration program with drilling on a couple of properties. And, and being continuing to be active uh, as an exploration company is 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 an important part of maintaining that um, that 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 presence, right? Um, you know, any other you know conversations that occur around you know the property deal or any other strategic investments, things like that, those just will occur and will take their own time. But you you end up being on the back foot unless you're continuing to advance. Uh, a multi-property exploration program. Sure, but you could, different companies have different approaches to this. I'm just trying to work out, you know, in the yeah. mindset of and the conversations from the board here is like some people say you keep drilling this thing out until you find the edges, right? And that's great, and they'll raise money, and they'll raise money, and they'll keep doing that until they find it. You aren't choosing to do that. You're saying there's so much stuff going on around here. Maybe we can make ourselves attractive to one of them. Maybe we can you know, um, through, I don't know, resource um, upgrades in the future, get to a point where this is useful, additional answers for one of those bigger companies with bigger balance sheets, and we'll go off and do something something else. I mean, that that's what what I'm hearing. Is, is, is that what the plan? Um, you know, that, that's a scenario that we could be fortunate enough to end up in. Uh, in the meantime, uh, we have, you know, an excellent property in KSP. Uh, it's one of, you know, five properties that are our core properties. 
And um, we're fortunate enough to have supportive shareholders that, you know, want to see us doing exploration work on, on the property. In addition to the INL showing that we're putting uh, maiden resource out on, we also did IP work uh, on Sarasite Ridge and believe that that will be a, an excellent target for uh, a drill program in 2022. Um, and so, you know, continuing to sort of advance that um, and continuing to, to work on uh, developing additional resources is something that um, is, uh, you know, our, our reason for being as a, as a company. So, so how much influence does Newmont or Skeena have in terms of how you develop this project? Because they've got projects themselves nearby adjacent to your properties, right? So did, are they influencing the way that you're going about this? Or are you very cognizant that they're probably the most likely exit for, for you guys in terms of creating shareholder value? I mean, what's the relationship in all that decision making? Um, you know, they're both excellent shareholders. Uh, we were fortunate to get both of them to, to invest in, in the last round. Um, obviously, uh, Skeena is uh, intensely focused on, on SK Creek. Um, in the case of, uh, of Newmont, um, the, you know, we were excited to see them uh, acquire GT Gold and, uh, and they now own the Totoga property, which adjoins our castle property. Um, and um, and they're uh, focused on on developing that. Um, so uh, they are, um, you know, in the case of Skeena, they have a board representative, um, but we talk regularly to Newmont as well, um, uh, update them on our exploration plans. Um, they're not uh, in a position where they're they're telling us what to do, um, but they have input, and um, and you know we're. We're respectful of them as shareholders. Okay, and the, the, I mean, where you are today versus you know the size of those those, those companies, perhaps you you don't you don't necessarily register uh, at the moment. Um, and, but uh, so I just want to try and understand how they look at it because they have teams who can look at your trial results and they come up with their own assessments about resource uh, figures or about you know what it is that you've got there. So the resource it's not. Is it really for them? Is it really for those guys? Or is it just a little bit, actually, we also need to make a statement in the marketplace for retail shareholders who obviously hold a big position in in, in this too? Yeah, I mean, you look at, at what happened with GT Gold and they came out with the maiden resource estimate and then they were working on a PEA and I don't think we'll ever see that PEA that they were working on, but they, you know, they were working on it. So, um, you know, I... I don't think that I, I think the work that we're doing is for ourselves as a company, right? We're not doing something at the behest of you know one of our other uh, existing shareholders, and and that will continue to be the case as long as we're an independent company. So, okay, got new IR person, got some drilling going on. When, what are we going to hear about next? Um, hope to have uh, some news on on assays in November. Um, probably initially on, on KSV and then also on Sophia as well. Okay, fantastic. I'll look out for them. Yeah. Joseph, Good. I better let you much. get back to the, the Bay and crowd downstairs. I have to get back to the booth. So, <laughs> thank you very much, Matt. See you soon. Cheers, Joseph. Okay, thank Bye. You. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, cruxinvestor.com and of course our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. 
Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.